Slasher Sanitarium. Starting off yet again with apology. My schedule's been a little fucking crazy, uh, so I apologize again for not putting on an episode. But I decided to get things back on track here by continuing the series that we started way, way back when, Harper's Island. Uh, again, Harper's Island was a, a novel show. Uh, I believe it was back uh, in ABC. And uh, at the time, you know, the whole, you know, one season wrap up thing was was a new concept. We didn't have your American Horror Stories or True Detectives, things like that. And obviously, this was another thing where they promised every week, motherfuckers are going to die. Um, and uh, they do. By the fucking bushel, but by the barrel full, honestly. So we're going to get into it. It's uh, Harper's Island episode Two. Now, I heard that this was pulled from Netflix, so I apologize to anyone who cannot watch Harper's Island anymore. There are ways to watch it. It's out there. Do you do your homework. Last episode, we got introduced to everyone, and we lost Uncle Marty. Uh, there was also another guy, I think Ben, but nobody fucking cares about him. This episode, entitled Crackle, starts with Abby waking up in her bed, still fully clothed. I say fully clothed, but that dress is a little revealing. She sees that she has the chair still propped up against the door to seal herself inside, and we flash cut to her taking a jog and seeing a wild deer just chilling. He's just like, whatever, I see people every day, you know, fucking big deal to me. We cut over to Trish and Hunter, and Hunter wants to get back in that, in that bad ass. It's been three years since he banged her, and now he wants her back. Now, of course, we know that this is fucking fake, and this is just, um... Uh, shit, I forgot her fucking dad's name already. Mr. Wellington, I guess I will call him. I have his name somewhere in the notes. I'm not going to look. I don't give a fuck. Uh, he wants Hunter to come in and break up the, this wedding because, you know, Henry's kind of a douchebag. We cut back over and Jimmy grabs Abby's face as they attempt to kill the deer that she was just gawking at. And she proceeds to stomp on Jimmy's foot thus creating enough noise for the deer to scamper away and Shane to not even try to take a shot at it, because why would you bother? Uh, but Shane does have it right. Who the fuck is Abby to tell him what to do? Because, as we hear from Jimmy, the deer on the island have no way of migrating anywhere else, and there are an overabundance of them. They are culling the herd. This is something that does have to happen sometimes when you industrialize a place. But Abby's like, I don't want to see any more bloodshed on this island. Well, it's a fishing town, so that's going to be kind of hard. And, uh, you know, there's 
plenty of people that do other work on there. I'm sure there's a slaughterhouse on the island or, you know, something like that. I mean, you don't want to see any more bloodshed. You're, you're going to, what, safety-proof everybody's house? Make sure that nobody gets a paper cut? Sheriff Mills visits some dude who has, was broken into, and the only thing that was stolen was a head spade. Hmm. That's an odd item to steal. I sure hope that doesn't come back to, and, uh, you know, decapitate anybody in this episode. Shane and Jimmy are heading back when they come across a deer dead on their truck with the word psycho written in blood on the window. Now, whoever did this, I hope is referring to himself because what they just did is some psycho bullshit. Um, I, I like the idea that Jimmy was worried that Shane would think that this was Abby, but how in the fuck would she have had time to do that? Uh, because obviously Shane knows exactly who it is and he's going to get his. Henry strolls in on JD and he starts to look at JD's pill collection, which is kind of an invasion of privacy. Fucking leave him alone, dude. Henry asks if uh, JD has seen Uncle uh, Uncle Marty, and JD has not. Uh, they talk about the past as JD washes blood off of his hands. So, yet again, we get another, uh, you know, we get it here that either JD killed Uncle Marty, which obviously he didn't because, you know, if he did, he would just now be getting to washing up. Uh, but moreover, we get the fact that he most likely did the whole dead deer trick to Shane because Shane and JD don't like each other. And, you know, Shane was kind of cock-blocking him last week. Trish runs down the uh, the hall and out to the outside. And she meets up with Henry. They're doing a scavenger hunt on the island. I would hate this shit. I would be like, mm, I came here to watch your fucking wedding. I did not come here to celebrate the fact that you're rich. Sully convinces Cal to swap colors so that Sully can be on Chloe's team. And Cal is a fucking moron. Abby strolls up to show that she is on Team Blue Bandana. And we see a random chick say hi to Abby, but Abby clearly doesn't recognize her. We, of course, recognize this chick as the one from last week's episode who kind of, you know, flirted a little bit with JD. Father Fane is killing spiders because fuck spiders. And some woman just rolls up and gives him the props to the scavenger hunt. And also some scones. Nice lady. Very nice lady. We cut over to Trish and she has something, uh, an idea to that she wants Henry to help her out with. She then takes him out of the kitchen and wipes chocolate or, you know, shit on her neck and lets Henry lick it off. They smear some chocolate on her fucking cleavage and they straight up fuck in the kitchen where food is going to be made for all of their guests here and most likely for their wedding party as well. So, yeah, enjoy that. Father Fane is walking through the forest eating scones, and he hears a sword fight going on in the distance. Uh, he then walks straight into a snare trap. Yep, that happened. Uh, also, he drops his hearing aid, which that's kind of a bad one that it wasn't secured in your head, and then he turns around and sees something come flying at him, and he gets his fucking head cut off. So, yeah, that happened. So, you know, Chekhov's gun in the first act there didn't even wait till the second act to be used. Cut to Team Blue Cunts failing to answer questions regarding the bride and groom because apparently they don't know Trish and Henry. We find out that Randall girl is Kelly Seaver. Don't get attached to her. Blonde twat Lucy is, has a fucking dog on the bar because she's a rich girl. And the bartender tells Lucy to fuck off and get that dog off the bar because people eat here. And she says, he's people too. No, he's not. And you're barely a person as well. You're a stereotype. 
but an accurate one. Uh, but Lucy fucks off, takes the dog outside. Kelly rolls up and Abby acts like she totally knew who she was the whole time. I totally didn't have to ask the bartender who the fuck you were. And Kelly talks up L.A. and apparently uh, she says that both Kelly and Abby lost their mothers to John Wakefield. And that Abby, or, or that, that Abby is the lucky one because she got out and Abby tells her, no, my dad sent me away. I'm not really that lucky. Abby then says she needs to go piss. She, then we follow her to the bathroom. That's not creepy enough. And she proceeds to wash her hands without soap, which is, you know, not the greatest thing to do. Uh, she looks up and gets jump scared by Kelly in the mirror, who's just fucking standing there being creepy. And Kelly says she sees John Wakefield everywhere, not in her sleep, but in her waking hours, everywhere she looks. There he is. We get a jump scare as Shane kicks in the door. So apparently this is a unisex bathroom because he kicks them out because he says he needs to piss. Kelly says she used to go out with Shane and that's why he's a cunt. That's not a good enough reason unless you used to go out with him and then like took a shit on his face. Like he, that, that's not a good reason for him to be a dick to everybody. Cal comes out saying that he got one right and they can move on to the next, next round uh, in the scavenger hunt, but nobody seems to fucking care. Lucy tells him to go fight for Chloe, and he, they give him a map, and he runs off to go try to find Chloe. Abby then also bails on the team, so I guess Team Blue is forfeited. Jimmy rolls up because he doesn't have a job or any shit. He says that he only that he only got one deer that, that way a day anyways, so not a big deal. Shane rolls back up and says he knows who did the writing on the windshield. Shane says that she didn't see Jimmy after Abby broke his heart. And I get Shane being a dick here, uh, because this is his best friend, and, you know, I mean, this chick did leave him. But it's just the rest of the time that he's a dick that makes him an asshole. Apparently, Chloe took Team Piss Banana, Bandana, Banana, that was weird, to find Wakefield's grave. Uh, is there a reason why Chloe's top looks like she got stabbed in the gut? She's really fucking into serial killers, apparently, which I can relate. Uh, and Sully tries to kiss her, but she rejects him. Hard. So, Team Blue and Team Yellow both quit the scavenger hunt, apparently. And Lucy returns to her hotel room to find Trish. Trish lets her know that Hunter is here. And, in a surprising twist, Lucy actually gives good advice, saying that Henry and Ryan are good guys, and that, she, that Trish should stay away from Hunter. Kelly jump scares Abby again. She said she called her name, but we didn't hear it, so that was weird. Kelly then invites herself to stay with Abby in LA, and Abby's just like, I don't have room for psycho chicks. And Abby, er, and then Kelly, runs off. Abby then gets busted by Henry as she gets back to her room, and she proceeds to, she does a lot of shit stirring in this episode, because here she's just like, uh, Shane was totally being a dick, so you should go deal with that. Henry visits Jimmy, you know, because he just had shit stirred up by Abby. And he wants to know if they're still cool. And Jimmy says, talking to Shane like Henry talked to JD will do nothing because Shane is an asshole. Jimmy turns down Henry's invite to a party. And then Henry really wants him there for some reason, probably to kill him. He then says Abby will be there. But Jimmy's like, nah, I'll pass. Cut over to Cal wandering through the forest. And he proceeds to step in a snare trap. Now, if the killer had any idea that this was happening, he probably would be out there and Cal would be minus one head in an instant. But, yeah, you know, plans go weird sometimes. 
Henry comes home to see a shit ton of blood on the ground, and the blood leads to the bathtub where a deer head is taking a shower. We cut over to Hunter and Thomas talking, and in a surprising move, Trish walks in after they're done talking. Not during, where she would totally understand everything that's fucking going on, but the last thing she hears, even though she walked in after this line was said, was, she's getting married in four days. Fucking busted, but not really busted. So, bravo to the show for that, because that's a fucking cliche as everything, is that everyone's got perfect timing and they'll come in just at the moment that they, you, you, that they shouldn't hear what you just said. This time they're like, yeah, uh, I totally paid you. Oh, nobody came through. Uh, I guess we were supposed to keep talking. Um, I, I totally paid you, and, uh, you know, I need you to, uh, you know, keep keep trying because it's going to be four days. Ah, oh, she walked in now. Well, she didn't hear the good part. That fucking sucks. Cal apparently fell asleep in the snare trap, which, like, really? Uh, he also remarks that he's out of shape and hears someone walking towards him. He spins around and sees that Sully is just standing there. And Sully finds a map that Cal dropped and decides to leave him there to die because Sully is an asshole. And Cal calls him a bastard. Both equally true. Trish is crying, and Thomas, there is his name, sent Hunter away and asked for forgiveness. He then lies out his ass, saying that Hunter came to him, and Trish believes this because she's an idiot. None of that conversation, she heard one line of it, and he just filled in the rest, and she's like, I believe you. That totally makes sense. Henry is cleaning up his bathroom when Abby arrives, and Abby continues to stir shit up by saying that Jimmy and Shane were hunting deer this morning. So, of course, you know, Henry's going to be like, it's totally them then, you know, because she's just, like, fucking jumping to conclusions here and being like, oh, it's totally got to be them. I'm just going to tell you this. I'm not going to say it's totally them, but I'm going to let you think it's them. But Abby convinces him to not go and kill Shane, and she proceeds to go and talk to Jimmy. There's a lot of running around in this fucking episode, this bitch covers a lot of fucking ground in one episode, too. Because she's, like, over here. Now she's talking to Henry. Now she's back over here. In a second, she's going to visit somebody else. But Abby convinces Jimmy to talk to Shane about not being that big of a dick. Then Abby goes and visits Kelly, because apparently she's just getting her fucking steps in on her pedometer. She invites Kelly to stay with her in L.A. She then sees J.D. walk by shirtless in the background. So instantly regretted her decision because she's like hey look at this fucking guy's tits all the time i don't want to do that kelly does a i'm going to la dance before jumping on jd she whips off his pants and pulls her tits out in full view of the giant window so somebody is getting an eyeful of some tentative titties not us of course because this is on basic cable nighttime and some chick is knocking on the door for kelly but she's hanging by her neck in the fucking living room Hey, at least she got some banging out of the way before she died. Henry then gets a text from Marty saying he found a whore and he'll see him at the wedding. Did he send this text to him? No, nope, nope, sorry. sorry. Uh, Shane rolls up to the party and Henry proceeds to punch him, much to the light of JD. And Shane just kind of gets up and he's like, ah, fuck this, and walks away. Lucy loses her dumb fucking dog and she runs after him. Uh, the dog runs past Hunter, who is apparently still here, and is our red herring of the episode. Sheriff Mills finds Kelly. She did. Chloe can't find Cal, and so suddenly Sully realizes that he forgot Cal out in the woods for hours. 
Abby says she's never seen a snare trap on the island, but she's about to because they find Cal and he's dead. No, I'm just kidding. So he's fine. Lucy steps into a pit. That's what my notes say. That's literally what happened. She was walking, trying to find her fucking dog and she fell right into a fucking pit. Cal wakes up. Mind you, it has been hours and he has not died of asphyxiation of his own blood building up in his lungs and brain, but that's okay. Uh, he should at least be pretty fucked up at this point, but he's fine. And Chloe Spider-Man kisses him. Someone walks up to Lucy in her hole and they dump gas on her and light a match. She goes up in fucking flames as we cut to black. So pretty good episode. Um, we got to the body count rising. You know, we had two deaths last week, three deaths this week. So we are up to five deaths after only two episodes. Um, this was another one of those cases, though, where, I mean, Father Frayne, he wasn't in the first episode, so his death is kind of inconsequential, and not sure why he fucking died in the first place anyways. Uh, Lucy was, you know, seen, but wasn't really a big part of it, but she is obviously a bridesmaid, and that puts a lot of fucking heat on there being killings, and, you know, there's a lot of other kind of nameless people that you could take out before this chick. Um, then, of course... Um, you know, the death of Kelly, the the way it is, is it's the first actual body that we're going to be seeing because, you know, obviously it's supposed to look like a suicide and that's what it'll probably be chalked up to. So that one's not so bad, but the timing is a little bit, a little bit rough though, obviously, but the killer doesn't know that Abby just had a conversation with her and that she's doing good. So, but you know, sometimes your plans go a little awry. So that's it for episode two. Um, we're, I'm going to try to, you know, get through a good portion of, of this because these are, you know, obviously only 30 minute episodes and then it, it makes for only about, you know, 20 minute episode of the podcast, but nice short tidbit of one, you know, it's, it's nearing that time of year where shit gets really fucking super crazy. But after the holidays, you know, I'll be right back on this shit and, uh, hopefully my schedule permits me to get a couple more of these out before Christmas time. So stay locked here. And don't forget to go to questendnetwork.com for more information on all of the Questionable Endeavor Network podcasts. And shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock you.